stiff arms of crap. <laughs> Draco's match right there. Fighting through contact, fighting through the line, being a double team, multiple moves stacked into one, just a play of pure domination. This is actual film, it's actual football talk. It's a football show, we're supposed to football, not storylines. And you are listening to another edition, the 48th edition of TOJ Film Room, uh, going to be a show about Coleccio Semele. Um, today, but before we get into all of his uh, strengths and weaknesses and all the plays, um, you know, of play uh, or of uh, sorry, show 48 that we're doing right now. Um, I'm at Twitter, the usual stuff, uh, JoeRB31. I just posted the Sam Darnold review um, last week. Um, is about 100, actually, it was exactly, I think it's 151 plays uh, in, t- in totality, and I had to actually make it two different, you know, moments. Because I figured out that moments you can't do over 100 plays, so it's it's, it's broken up into two moments, uh, part one and then part two. I think part one ends the Vikings game, um, or midway to the Vikings game, and then you know part two picks up uh, end of the Vikings game throughout week 17. I uh, literally just finished putting up a 70 play review of Adams and posted it to my tw- uh, to my Twitter, and now there's currently a vote on uh, Robbie Anderson, Henry Anderson, Leonard Williams, and. Avery Williamson um, for who I'll be putting up next on my Twitter. And it seems like Robbie Anderson has a comfortable lead. And after that, it's probably going to be Leonard Williams. So uh, plenty of more reviews to pump out. I have at least another, you know, eight to 10 reviews to pump out before um, preseason rolls around. And that's without the Jets even signing another guy. If they do sign another, you know, mid-level free agent, let's sign, they, they sign a, I don't know, Michael Crabtree. I would do a review on him or if they sign any other guy, maybe a, uh, that, that, was it the corner from the Cardinals galleries, uh, David Emerson? If they sign that guy, maybe I'll do um, a review on him. But we have plenty of more stuff, um, you know, coming up on on the way in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I would say leave reviews. This week was a was a good week for reviews. Uh, we got two reviews, two five star reviews. One from Mike at uh, one thirty one. Joe gives it to you straight. Can't hide on film. He is fairly critiqued and honestly dispelled many elevated opinions of Jets players. Most notably, the offensive line, which fans never really understand post-game film wrap-up during the season, is a must-listen. I appreciate that big time. And we've got another one from AV621. Um, unparalleled film review. Joe does a great job of breaking down prospects' ability. He helps you look for and see players' strengths and weaknesses and cut through the BS narratives. Thank you. Uh, so good. I hopped on my wife's phone to write this. Keep it up, Joe. Uh, I appreciate that. Like I said, the reviews mean a lot for the show, a lot for, uh, you know, basically our searchability where, where our, our podcast will pop up before other podcasts, um, leading to more reviews. Uh, I mean, leading to more listens, which leads to more opportunities for me. Uh, I don't really think I'm ever going to be a guy to advertise multiple times on the show. I know there's some podcasts where you listen to and it'll be like an hour podcast, but it seems like 15 to 20 minutes of it is, it's advertising. Um, if I ever do get advertising, which I do have the opportunity for some, but, uh, I don't want to make it all during the show. Maybe the first minute will be advertisement. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Maybe not at all. Um, because I don't, I think that breaks up the, the, the flow of the show. And also with that, and the thing that helps me not have to do advertising is uh, the Patreon, uh, which like I said, uh, it's basically just a donation, a monthly donation. If you want to donate $1 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month, $20 a month. Um, it helps me one, not want advertising cause it kind of rewards me a little bit for the work. It also helps us get better, 
um, equipment. I have a decent mic. I think it could be upgraded a little bit. Uh, Marcus could definitely get a mic, so we'll send Marcus a mic. Um, maybe get backdrops for both of us. Maybe do, like I said, more shows a week. So the Patreon, uh, if you're willing, that would be fantastic. There's literally no pressure on you at all. Uh, we did get our first Patreon, or I don't know what they would call, be called, but we, got, we had our first guy to do that, uh, Joe Oliva, who's at Jets Joe. I forget what the numbers are at the end of his Twitter handle. Uh, and he's donating $20 a month to the show, at least right now. He can obviously cancel it whenever he wants to, but that's, uh, that's fantastic. Um, from him and he's a big supporter uh awesome dude as well so really really thank you you know to joe for that uh just joe's are good guys clearly but <clears throat> like i said today is a uh, clutchio assembly then after clutchio assembly we're going to do brian pool then we're going to do ty montgomery after that we have darnold um and then joel adams uh, the summer is super super busy right now i'm you know still finding a way to pump out the film reviews maybe we'll do a little bit more of like the those uh the show we did last week with the top 25 uh maybe we'll start throwing in a little bit more of like mailbags into the show maybe we'll start throwing some more of like a uh, maybe we'll do like a jet superlative show like okay you know most improved jet x factor jet like we'll do some of that stuff like to break up the film a little bit because i know you guys are here for the film but when you get to break it up a little bit it, it is fun it was talking about it, it was fun talking about top 25 last week and talking a little bit more storylines than we're typically used to, even though this is still, you know, nine times out of 10 be a film show. Maybe you should break it up a little bit because those shows are, are fun. Sometimes you don't really get to hear too many of like differing opinions. Okay. Well, minus, you know, this guy is good at this and bad at this. So maybe we'll start to do that a little bit more, maybe a little bit more. Kyle Smith will jump on um, some more. Maybe Scott Mason will jump on a little bit more, even though somebody called him uh, cringe <laughs> on YouTube, which I'm not necessarily sure even what that means, but uh, it doesn't matter. That's your opinion of, of him, but he jumps on for, for information. He's pretty good. Um, but other stuff I'll be on as well. I think I'll be on play like a jet soon with Scott Mason. Uh, I did a bunch of podcasts. You know, if you wanted to hear me talk about Brian Burns, I'm like a Panthers podcast. I want a Bills podcast uh, within the next week. I think I'm going on locked on dolphins to talk about the jets uh, doing another podcast with a big listener of the show. Sharman uh, Phillip, I believe is his last name. Uh, they do a podcast with him and two other dudes, um, the Jets fan podcast. I believe it's it's him, Chris, and uh, Dalvin, I think is his name. So go check them out. I'll be on their podcast within the next you know week or two, whatever I can find time. But like I said, it is busy with uh, summer, especially my job. The summer brings out the crazies. The more crazies that come out, that means more hours I get uh, in terms of overtime, in terms of paperwork. Just got to jam a bunch of stuff in. So uh, that's really it. Uh, now going into the strengths and weaknesses of uh, oh you can always email me too blue at joe toj I haven't checked it or blue at joe blue at joe toj at gmail no spaces I haven't checked it in like a couple of weeks but uh, I have gotten emails you know on there at times either you know giving I don't know if it was advice I think the guy was just actually asking a question before I ask questions or whatever uh, especially if Joe Olivo sends me any questions I will answer any questions to that guy because he is our he is a Patreon-y. I don't know what the hell they're called but um, Clutchio assembly um, strengths that I put down, and for just 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 for a heads up, I might start putting some of the strengths and weaknesses down for the guys I'm doing reviews of now. But like Sam Darnold, I didn't do it. Jamal Adams, I haven't done it just because um, that's extra time that that takes out. I feel like you know you could read it on Twitter, um, but if you really if you watch the show, you're kind of getting to get your own strengths and weaknesses. I'm going to talk about them as I do the show anyway, uh, and it just takes more time. And with the amount of film I'm, I'm pumping out. Uh, that's just another step that's going to take me longer. That's going to prohibit me from doing some other guys' films. So I have more time. I like to do strengths and weaknesses, um, but I'm really trying to pump them out there really, really quickly. Uh, because like I said, we only have, I don't know when the exact first preseason game is, but usually like, let's say like August 10th. 
it means I only have, I have under two months to, to pump out another eight film reviews and do a, probably another 12 to 15 shows of this before preseason even starts. So, um, yeah, it's going to be busy. So, uh, but clutch your semi, I'll keep getting sidetracked. Uh, size, arm length, power, plays through whistle, enjoys contact, athletic for size, carries proper uh, width and base and pass protection, good anchor, creates powerful, uh, power off insteps, which I'll show you, effective at dropping weight into defenders as they are attempting to clear their hips. Great length assist assist in countering. Um, powerful power makes up for inconsistent hand leverage. Powerful punch, grip strength can open hips and drop post foot well. Doesn't chase blocks, uh, which he actually does sometimes, but it's not as uh, it wouldn't. It's not as inconsistent as a as it would be to put it down as a weakness. Um, leaves combo blocks with proper timing. Throws fake hands and circle punches. Good good clamp hand. Uh, rarely gets bull rushed. His size aggression will make timid players. Uh, completely avoid contact, strong legs, can pull fold block, works to reset hands and his weaknesses, um, inconsistent technique, punch comes from low, late, and wide too often, injuries, leans into blocks, can see overextension, load, loads up and punch, lets the lineman get into, into and uh, get hands in first, sorry, um, reaches, cutoff, and hinge blocks are consistently uh, effective. I don't know why I put that as a weakness, that was a typo by me. Uh, passive with punch would like to see more effort to cover gaps, which I'll show again. Uh, see some bend at waist and blocks, which will be shown. Inconsistent leverage. Feet narrow while climbing. Steps too big at times. Needs more consistently with both feet, hands, and leverage. Can overset gaps. Um, hips angle off open and pass this, which I'll show all, all of that different stuff. But uh, he's a guy who you'll see throughout the review is a pretty – um, he's a pretty good player and I understand why he went to the, to the, he was an all pro in 2016, whatever it was. He was actually considered one of the best guards, if not the best guard a couple of years ago. Uh, last year, the injury definitely, uh, hampered him in, in my opinion, where you definitely notice a drop off, a drop off after about week three or four. And there was also some talk with him that, um, he had, he had a lack of talent around him going, I think they had a, they had a rookie left tackle. I forget what his name is. And then, uh, their center, which I'm blanking on his name too, right now, Rodney Hudson, I believe he went down in the, in the year two, which doesn't help him, um, you know, as much whether it be, he has, he's having to chase stunts more or long leggers and the center's not picking him up, whatever it may be, but having guys around you who aren't as good, um, obviously hampers your games because the offensive line is one. Uh, it really is one unit, especially with your guy to your left or to the right of you. Uh, when you're an interior offensive lineman, you're going to depend on those guys a lot. Just like I said last week with Brian Winters, I think if Winters had more consistent center play um, and more consistent right tackle play, he would look a little bit better uh, than he did last year. And uh, I said going into you know his film um, that I thought I actually am more impressed with him than I thought I was. I'm not saying he's a good player or even an average player. I think he's slightly below average, but I'm more impressed with him and guys like Jonathan Harrison than I am. Uh, where the vice versa, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually less impressed with guys like uh, Brandon Shell than I previously was. So, um, but yeah, we'll talk about all those guys. I have reviews on both Shell and Winters coming up. Winters is like 71 plays are recorded. I'll probably have only put up like 50, 55 plays because listen, people can watch 70 plays of Jamal Adams. People will be willing to watch 150, 151 plays of Sam Donald. I start putting up, you know, getting to play 52, 58, 65 of uh, Brian Winters. People might start losing interest a little bit. So I might have to cut back some of those plays um, that I did put up of Brian Winters. But we'll get into uh, into shows about all those guys. But let me bring up some of Coluccio, some of these plays. Just give me two seconds. All right. The first game is actually against uh, Aaron Donald, where he did have some struggles, but actually played relatively well. 
um, for some of this game. They just pulled this play. So, obviously, he's the left guard. Um, and I do have like 50 – I think I have like 52 plays of him. Uh, it's 343. I got work at 7. I'm going to try to run through this relatively quickly, at least make it under like two hours because it's going to take at least an hour and a half to go through all this film. Um, so I can put it up and post it today because I got a job interview tomorrow, actually, a different police station. So I'm not going to be able to do anything tomorrow that I don't think I work at night. So maybe, maybe this will get posted up on Wednesday. I, I, I don't know, but I'm going to try to get up on Monday. So, um, you see him obviously he's opening up right there. Uh, they are running uh, what looks like a, it's a mid, it's a mid zone. It's called a mid zone. Uh, or actually it's called an inside zone opens up first step is that lead step with that light left foot is bringing him in uh, almost called like a zone zone step lead step um, now he's a lot bigger than Donald so Donald Donald is is lower than him but I do like that he ends up with his left hand inside right there you always want you know you always want your hand inside for for the most part um, especially if you only have one point of contact you definitely want it to be inside and you can see that Donald, I can't tell exactly what he does, but it looks like he, like, he forks that inside arm. So he has to, so Colocio Semele has to reset it. He, he comes from under, which having uh, you know, one hand on the chest and one hand under is a very, very advantageous position. Um, it's probably the best position you can be um, because you actually have both hands inside. You're, you're, you're kind of narrow, and then guys can come from both sides of you um, or if they chop those hands down. When you have one hand up and one hand under, that's really the best, pretty much the best, that's the best position you can be in an offensive lineman um, in a running situation or even a passing situation uh, for the most part. Like I said, there's different situations when I have your hands in a little bit different of a position, but uh, he gets his hand in a good position right there. Like I said, resets him, um, stays square to him. So I like that. I like that rep from, from Osemele. And the funny thing was, I remember putting up this thing and you'll, and you'll, um, you'll notice a lot of the plays, like and I, you can't see my screen now, but for whatever reason, I Osemele is O-S-E-M-E-L-E. And then I started putting up plays O S E L M or L E M E. I don't know why I was spelling his name wrong for somebody. It just went. It was just a, uh, like a three-hour brain fart. But if you see some of these plays I'm sharing, and his name is spelled wrong. I just I didn't, I didn't feel like going through every single play and and, and uh, fixing his name. I don't know why I was putting up or spelling his name wrong. But uh, that's what happens when you're watching film at four o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you kind of kind of just um, lose your your train of thought right here. So he drops back into this pass set right here. Uh, drag hand to the, to the right, which is basically to fill that a gap, assist that that uh, that center um, to where if that if that uh, you know if if Sue right here, who's like a two eye, was to penetrate quickly, you know, uh, Osemele would either be able to turn and help, or the drag hand. The drag hand helps a little bit. It just it's, it's a little bit of contact, but it's another it's another point of contact that Sue has to work against. Um, he gets his hand inside right here on uh, whoever, which is uh, is that Sue? Is that Donald again? I don't know if it's Donald. Um, on the edge right here, it it could be. It does, he looks a little bit thick to be Donald, to be honest. I think it's, it looks like maybe it's ninety. So is that Brockers? That might be Brockers. So gets his hand inside. I think he's a, he's leaning a little bit for me right here, but still gets his hand inside. Um, and doesn't really have a lot of room to work. But like I said, you see that some of that length he has right here, where he's able to maintain that point of contact. And as the you know as Brockers has his hips pretty much even, and he's trying to get by him, he, he you see he drops his weight into him right here. So, and he drives him too. He drives him off of the play. So I, I like that. Even though it's a completion, obviously for, for I mean, sorry, it's a completion for the Raiders. So it's a good thing. Uh, but let's see. Next play, I'm do like five at a time. Take a little pause, and I can look at the plays, uh, in the, you know, going forward. So, all right. So this play, it's he's not he's not 
he's not really getting into into a into a pass set where you're seeing like a true uh, post stepping and, and kick foot. It's not even a jump set. He's more of, he's more of just shuffling. So he's not jumping him really or taking a pass set or taking a 45 maybe call it like a 45 degree set. But he's not really he's, he's kind of being passive here, but not really necessarily jumping him. Um, so the thing with this is. When you're shooting that outside, when you're shooting that inside hand, you want to make sure you're light on your feet and you're shuffling outside, um, because it does kind of it does kind of lock your lock your hips. That's just what people are taught. At least like what Jim McNally teaches. When you shoot that hand, you want to continue outside with with your feet. So I don't, I don't love how he's shooting that hand, and then how he's how he's how his feet are really anchored into the ground right here. And you see, he had to kind of recover because of that. It kind of, it lets it lets Donald get by him. So. I like to see him work more horizontally there as he throws that, that right hand where um, a lot of coaches like the outside hand shooting. Um, but if you could shoot the inside hand too, as long as you do it properly, which I would like to see him, you know, uh, instead of locking that left foot into the ground, shuffle more with him. But he is able to, um, even though the, the right hand is what it looks like, it's, it's chopped. Uh, he's able to use his length, get his hand on the shoulder right there, which is kind of like that, uh, that half moon punch or, um, you like the half moon punch. It's not necessarily a hug because he's not coming over with, with two. You can call that, well, let's call it, we'll call it half moon. So he gets his, he gets his arm, you know, to the outside shoulder and then drop, you see him drop his weight into him right here, which forces him kind of up the arc right there and not, and not by him. Um, so decent, decent pass block from him. I think he'd have been a little bit cleaner uh, for assembly right there. Uh, let's see the next play. Oh, we've got to share it. All right. said jump set i don't really think this is a jump set Rewatching it again it's just it's more passive he's not really getting into he's, he's getting into a little bit of a, of a kick slide you see uh this is a kick foot that's the that's the post foot when people refer to them um the up foot is is the is the is the post foot so um again he likes it he, he's shooting outside outside hand um as he kind of he's actually dropping he's so he's expecting a, a a bull rush right here or for donald to make um contact and that's why he's kind of he's dropping his weight you see he's hopping back right there um, it gives you more room or gives your more, lower body more room to kind of react to the power where if your legs are straighter up, um, obviously you're not bracing against the bull. Try to, you know, take any contact stra uh, straight up or with your legs back when you're leaning your body into it, you're going to be able to absorb the contact more. So, um, you know, good job by him, both shooting that inside hand uh, into, you can see he lands into the chest right there and he drops his weight for the bullish and then comes over top of that clamp. Um, I thought I call that, that it wouldn't take the half moon, but you already have a hand on. I call that a clamp. Um, it's kind of just to contain them where that, where that, that inside hand on this, in this scenario is more the point of contact, but this, the, the left arm is coming right there, uh, to grab him as that clamp, um, kind of just to contain him from rushing to the outside. So good, good rep from him right there on, on Donald. I definitely like that one. So, um, it's pretty good. So let's see the next, the next, uh, rep moving Sue. I don't know what this one is. Let's watch. Okay. All right, so they 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 run like they run a, like a, a a lead a lead tight zone right here, and you could see the the center the center does that ricochet right there. The first step is the right foot that brace step, and he and he he tacks half man and keeps his body clear. That's actually a really good block by the center, um, and then you have assembly just taking that that near step in that com in that uh, combo block right here um, on the backside. The backside combo block work on the second levels of the Charlie, so the Charlie combo block. Um, gets his hands inside. It looks like, and you can see him driving, 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 driving. That's 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 good right here. Um, this is just power. He gets, but he does get his hands inside. 
Um, that left hand is most likely on the back right here to, to kind of, uh, you know, if, if Sue was working inside right here, your hand is on the back. You're just, you're just, you're getting your hand inside and pushing on his back. You're, 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 you're defining the gap right here for the, the running back. Um, and this is what you call it, you know, defining a gap where let's say, so he's here. It's really the simple way to look at it. He's right here. You're not this, this gap or this gap is not really defined. Um, but he's going to define that B gap right here by driving Sue out of it. So he defines that B gap for, for Lynch. And obviously Lynch, you know, only gains a couple of yards right here, but, um, good job by him right there, getting his hands inside and then, and driving and getting low. I, I like that play from, um, assembly right there. All right. Next play. This is, I, I like to see this from offensive linemen, uh, what you're going to see right here. You're going to see it multiple times throughout this review um, is, the, the, is the aggressiveness that he has. There are some offensive linemen, you know, on the Jets where, you know, if they're left with, with somebody, you know, to, or if they're left with nobody to block, they're kind of just passive and they kind of just look around. And they're not really doing much. Um, assembly, and he's not beat inside right here. What, what, they're, what, the, what the Raiders are doing is they're, you see how the, Basically, what's happening here is to 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 a they're they're defining all the threats. And there's more threats on the left side right here, um, so the center over are going to slide to their threats, um, or they're gonna, they're going to slide in like gap protection. Like I said, slide protection, gap protection is different. Gap protection would be, let's say, center center versus the this this, this guy over top, assembly versus the uh, four eye, the tackle versus the the stand up which it could be a defensive back or a linebacker. I think it's, it looks like a defensive back, but let's just say the defensive back for this example. So that's more man work. You take him, you take him, you take him. If their guy is defined before the play starts, that, that's a slide protection. Gap protection is more where they slide or they shuffle in their gap protection. Gap protection is more of a zone-based protection where you're sliding um, and you're going to take anybody who comes in and out of your zone. So this is, this is, a, this is a gap protection. And because Osemele knows that Hudson is coming, which I believe that's Hudson, I believe 61 is Hudson. Looks like Hudson. Um, because he knows he's inside, he's, he's not beat inside right here. He knows he has help right there. Um, but he keeps a hand on him to assist uh, 61 right here. And then he sees eventually number 50 um, beat 77 inside. Even though Carr is getting rid of the ball, he still drops his shoulder into him right there. On the uh, people call people call this move where you're, where you're you're the secondary blocker, guys getting beat, whatever guys sit up. Some people call that a plow and a hammer. Um, I'm gonna call this a plow when they're when they're fully committed to the block. I call it a plow when they're partially committed to the block and they get back to block another guy. I call it a hammer. That's just a little, I like to use a little bit of different terminology. And there's sometimes where I make up my own terminology with stuff or differentiate a little bit different than other people. You're gonna get different terminology from every single person, every single person you, you learn from. Um, or even I learned from. So I, I have a mixture of terminologies in mind where you see you, you hear players going from different teams and, okay, well, they have the same scheme, but different terminology because there's so many different branches of coaching. In uh, so it's, you're going to hear different stuff. You know, um, some people might not differentiate a, a plow from, you know, a hammer or there's guys like Jim McNally who don't really differentiate a, a inside zone from a tight zone. He only does inside zone, mid zone and, uh, you know, outside zone where I do wide zone, outside zone, mid zone, inside zone, tight zone, belly zone. So there's just, there's always differences. So um, good play from, from him right there. Let's see the next play. This is some of the, he has his hands. I think I said his hands are, let's see, I said hands passive right here. Let's see what happens. Yeah. Feet are passive too. Um, you want to work to, you want to work to split him too. Uh, so you see how he drops back and his and his feet are kind of his feet are kind of lazy right here. 
um, or they're, they're slow here. He needs to be a little bit more aggressive here. That's his, he, needs, he needs to get outside right here. And you want to see him, you know, split Sue, uh, not Sue, uh, is that, or is it Sue or Donald? It's Donald. So you want to see him get his foot, like, you know, splitting the crotch of him um, on, on the set and, and shoot his hands. You see how his hand isn't really – it's not really aggressive right here. It doesn't, it doesn't fire out. You see that hand – his hands are on guard right here, but your hands are inside. But his hand is way too passive, and it kind of it's kind of just feeling it's kind of feeling Donald, not really shooting into Donald, and Donald is is easily able to to you know rip through it right here, um, and then basically takes assembly on a ride. So I like to see more active feet right here. One, you know, you know, kick the kick that foot out, drive off that off that 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 post foot, get outside right here, and shoot your hands. You want you want to see him take a take you know not not too big of a step. You want to see you don't want to see necessarily big steps offensive linemen you want to see um smaller steps but but nice small active steps so you want to see him get outside right there you know run his feet you want to see that inside inside hand or if it's if he is shooting with his outside hand like he is here you want to see the outside hand shoot into his chest and then you want to see him come under with that with that uh with the inside hand you know right into the armpit right into the right into the uh into the ribs maybe into the waist of of donald so two passive hands right here when you're getting when you're, when you're not getting into um, Donald in, in this situation and you're just going to give him kind of passive hands you're going to get taken for a ride every time I'm not sure if he got called for a hold right here but it, it obviously should have been so um, not a good pass right there from, from Osemele and you'll see some inconsistent technique the, the inconsistent techniques going to come up a decent amount um, throughout this review he wins with, with force and power um, and athleticism for his size. So I think he's playing like 330 this season and, and in most seasons. Um, the Jets are, in a little, are going to be more of a little bit mid-zone, outside zone, inside zone type schemes. He's going to move a little bit more. Now, for what me and Kyle were talking about last week with zone, I'd much rather see him you know, uh, play more of an inside zone team if, 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 if it is a zone, uh, inside zone, tight zone, you know, belly zone, because you're obviously the – more the farther you get outside, the more it's about athleticism or the, the more it is inside, the more it's about power and moving guys on – on combo blocks or whatever it may be. So we'll see how they use him. But if he is dropping weight and he's going to play around, you know, 315 or 310, like he said, I believe, um, instead of 330, he'll be able to move a little bit more. So that's good. But uh, having Tom Cable as his offensive line coach, there was uh, an interview with, with uh, Clutchio Semich. I always listen to Jets players' interviews, especially if they're going to get – well, not every interview. Like Jets.com, it's like, what are you working on in the offseason? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm getting stronger. Okay, how do you like your teammates? Yeah, I love them. How do you like Donald? Yeah, he's good. Like, it's all the same crap, but you're actually talking about, like, technique and things like that. You hear him talk about coaches. I like that stuff where you actually learn. And he was on a podcast. I think it's the – I forget the guy's name. Um, but I heard it on, like, the Bleach Report whatever. And he was saying that basically Tom Cable was teaching himself that he knew wouldn't work, but he still did do it, and he's getting beat. So I wonder what his technique – how his technique will change this year. Obviously, he'll be watching every single game. Um, and I'll take note of Clutchio Assembly a ton. So um, you see the the offensive line. He opens up. He lets Sue go inside to Hudson. He or I think sixty one is Hudson. So maybe this isn't a Hudson now. Maybe I don't know who sixty three is. But uh, he lets him slide into the center. He he keeps you know half of his body clean, which is good. Um, he gets his right hand on Sue. Then as he gets his right hand on Sue and Sue's rush is kind of conceded or, or, or you know, Sue kind of concedes his rush, you see him check number 50 again right here like he did before. Um, sees him potentially winning inside or he's going to win inside. Boom. Drops the, drops the hammer on him. Um, and then, you know, gets ready for, for another block. But uh, I like how he's not lazy and pass right here and he, and he lays some shots on people. That, that, thinks, that, that makes the guys who are kind of softer um, think when they're, uh, going to rush first guy like him, like okay, um, you know, it's taking too long, and I'm about to get rocked, and they concede their rush early. You know, it, it's it's going to happen. His his uh, physicality 
um, matters. So, okay. Yeah, see, so for here, I, I, think, I think his hands are a little bit too passive um, for me. His feet are fine. You see how it's like little, little choppy steps. I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay with his feet. I think he, he's, I think he's opening up a little bit too soon. You, when you're dropping in, in sets, you, your, your hips need to stay square to the line of scrimmage for as long as they can. Uh, when they, when you open up, you're, you're opening the gate. You're letting them get by you. Uh, whether it be outside, if you're, if you're opening up, you know, you're just, if you're opening up to the outside, and you're just using your arms, your arms are in a strong um, with your arms, you know, underneath your or with your legs and your hips and your back. Uh, underneath them, uh, we're the same way too. If you're opening up too far to the or too too, uh, you know, immediate to the to the outside or the inside, uh, you're not going to be able to recover the opposite way as as well too. So you really really want to keep your hips square. Now there are certain when when the guy's about to clear you or about to get past you, yeah, you want to open up your hips. But um, I think he ang- he angles off only a little bit here. That's being a little bit picky, but um, it is what it is. So I think his hands a little bit passive. You see that inside shoot right there, a little bit passive right here. I would see more of an aggressive shoot. And especially if you know the bull rush is coming, and it, and it, he does, he is showing bull rush. And for from from what I've learned in my and what I prefer, when you're shooting straight, it's not actually good, like great versus versus bull rush. It's not as powerful. Whereas if you're if you if you're going to get bull rush, you actually want to come from under. Now whether that's one hand under or two hands under, uh, where if it is two hands under, under it's called a it's just called a double a double under, uh, which double under can get beat by a cuff technique. Hopefully I'll see a cuff technique where a cuff technique basically for for a defensive lineman is just is you're, you're you're getting your hands you know inside and over top and you're basically dropping your elbows on the uh, double under, which hopefully I can show during the the season. But if their hands are lower like lower than your chest. And they're about at your maybe like where your ribs and your stomach. They're getting a little bit under, like too far underneath. That that cuff technique works. Basically, like I said, just dropping your elbows um, onto them. So hopefully we'd see that. But a little bit passive with the hands right here. You could see that Sue or uh, Donald forks it with that with that left arm inside. He's not able to get inside, and uh, he does recover at the end right here. So he gets thrown back because he doesn't have any point of contact right here. You can see he's, you know Donald really controlling the hands right here and try to get inside, and he is able to you know, drop that. You can see how this, this is the post foot at first. And this is the kick foot. And then he drops that post foot right there. You see, he drops that post foot and then he gets into Donald. So he gets into him at the last second. So some good, some bad. Um, and that play right here, this is a pretty simple play to, uh, describe. This is just a the aggressiveness that I showed before. Um, yeah, you like to see that. Um, that that mentality. When you don't have this mentality of an off, as an offensive lineman, I don't like it. Um, I'm not like there's guys like like Kelvin Beach. My thing's okay, but he doesn't have this. He doesn't have this aggressiveness. Um, I think the interior of the Jets' the, uh, offensive line. Obviously, they're all going to have their struggles, and you're going to see me do a review of you know every single Jets' offensive lineman minus Kelvin Beachum, which I just didn't decide to do him. But you're going to see the left guard, center, right guard, right tackle. I think the interior of the def- uh, the offensive line from the left guard to the right guard have that mentality where you know uh, Winters and Harrison aren't necessarily. Guys who are going to knock you on your ass consistently are not that powerful, but they do have the mindset of uh, trying to truck guys over at times, which I do like. Um, Shell, not very high on him. And I'm, I'm interested to see what happens to the offensive line in the next couple of years because you, you have to replace a decent amount of guys. Listen, Beecham, is, his contract's running up after this year. Shell's running up after this year. Is, is, if Assembly bounces back to 
Pro Bowl or even a little bit below Pro Bowl form, then great, keep him. But if he doesn't and he's, he plays more like he did at the end of last year, uh, are you going to want to pay him 10 11 $12 million a year for the next couple of years, whatever his contract is? You know, is Harrison going to step up and play? This is really his full time, his first time going to a season as the, like, the full time starter, at least for the Jets. And then Winters has a lot to prove as well. And he's in his, like, what, seventh or eighth year? So the Jets' offensive line, especially Joe Douglas is, is coming, or with Joe Douglas coming in, who's an off, a former offensive lineman, has put a lot of focus on the offensive line. Offensive line is going to be, a, I think you're going to see at least two, three new, new starters next year. So um, we'll see what happens. But hopefully, Osemele could be the. The, uh, the the veteran type guy who you know can teach the offensive lineman and hopefully he's just a good offensive lineman for the next three four years. The Jets can resign. There's there's plenty of offensive linemen who are really really good into in, you know into their you know mid thirties late thirties. So hopefully he could be that guy for us. It's not like corner where you need um, to be you know twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven years old or running back or anything like that. But um, right here you, you'd see him. Obviously he he. he Drops in his kicks, uh, kick step. He throws out that drag hand, kind of. Um, he's going to come over top of the clamp, but uh, the defensive lineman is is working more inside, so he stays on that block. He he's assisting sixty one. Again, he uh, decides you know to drop the. Uh, he plows him. I'm going to call this one a plow. He he plows that uh, was a defensive defensive end who's working against number 77 and just absolutely trucks him. You like to see that stuff. That that is those are plays that people are. Uh, Getting a little bit giddy about in the in the film room. You're watching that on film. That, like I said, that makes defensive linemen think twice about um, you know going against you. So pulling up play 11. All right, got a few good plays here versus the um, versus the Broncos, and then I think this is one of his better games. There were some plays that he struggled um, on this on, in this game, but overall, you're going to see a lot more inconsistency later in the season. Which, like I said, I think is because of. Uh, because of the injuries that he that he had, and um, comes off the snap right here, just takes his just takes his own step. They're they're running a, you know, mid zone, right here, and the mid zone it, it depends on like I said whether whether it be from single back eye formation. Uh, it's always going to look different when they're when they're behind the the quarterback because the the angle doesn't have to be as flat. Where it's all about the aiming point, it's not necessarily about the running back's track. So it's all about where they're where they're aiming to. And it looks like they are they're fighting for this for this B gap. So I'm gonna call it an inside zone, even though number you know number 77 right here uh, lays a piss poor block. But we're not evaluating him. But uh, you have Osemele who comes off the line with that with that zone step. He's going to get his hand inside, or he's gonna get his hand on the um, on number 61 right here, which is good. He's he's helping him. He's using his length or you know lever. Um, you know, against him, which lever is just basically using your, your length and not really your body into blocks in the offensive line. Uh, and he, he's coming to the second level. So out, see right here, I, th- I think it's see that, see that big step with that left foot right here. And this is one of those episodes, like last episode, you can listen on the podcast. This is one of those episodes you're really going to need to to watch. Obviously, you can listen to it and you can just hear me talk and, and, and trust me. Or if you don't really want to, you don't really care about the film, you kind of just want to hear my opinions as I'm talking about them. That's fine. But uh, too big of a step right here. Like I said, he's not really he's not really bringing his feet into him with the block. Uh, let's see more short choppy steps. You can see he loses the the um, the linebacker right here just a tad. And that's all, but it's also okay because he's going outside of him, which is fine. But I really like at the end right here how he finishes the block, even though he's in the ground. <laughs> just having a three hundred and thirty pound dude drop on you like that, like I said, it makes you think twice about trying to go up against him. So I like the finish. Um, I like the beginning of the, of, of the of the rep, the end of it. Um, I think he could have been a little bit more controlled going to the second level, but it's 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 okay. So now I'm going to show you guys a, a pretty frequent punch style that he has right here uh, against the against the two eye. He 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 likes he likes this 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 punch style a lot, and you can see him. 
He's not, he's not jump setting them. He's not necessarily foot firing. I call this, so there's foot fires, there's jump sets, there's, there's 45 degree sets, there's vertical sets. Uh, this is more of just, I call this like rooting. When you're, when you're, when he's kind of just stepping wide and he's kind of just bracing for this, or maybe he's running his feet a little bit. Uh, I call it rooting. And this is one of his frequent punch styles where with the inside hand, he's either going to come under or straight. And then the outside hand comes over top as like that clamp. And it works well because he's a lot of length, but there are times where people get into his chest because of it. But this is definitely one of his, one of his favorite techniques right here. You can see that the right inside arm comes from under. You see right there, that flash. So it comes like under the armpit into the chest plate. And then the, the other hand comes over top where he, he can, you can get into his chest a little bit. He's so strong that if you get into his chest a little bit, he's fine with that. But as long as he has his hands on you, it's going to be hard for you to, to get by him. Um, especially if one of those hands are coming from underneath. If you're coming from underneath, um, if he's coming from underneath you and he can, and he could put, he could lift you up, uh, it's going to be really, really hard for for you, um, to, you know, to, to, to get past him basically. So good job right here. Like I said, getting underneath and you can see as he starts the bull rush, you see that left, you're gonna see the left hand reset. You see that I got to pause it. So damn it. So you gotta see the left hand, right? Oh, sorry. I did it a little bit too late. So you see how come that left hand comes over top of that clamp. You see it's on his shoulder pad right here. And then as he comes into the bull rush, you'd see what assembly does. He drops, you see how he hops backwards right here. So he knows the bull rush is coming now. So he has him contained. He knows the bull rush is coming. So now what he has to do, instead of standing straight up with his hands outside just to contain him, now he's going to hop backwards, drop, drop his, his weight. His, his force is being created from his insteps of his feet, which is the middle of his feet. Uh, basically turning your feet out, out wide. We've talked about your feet when, it, when they're straight versus when they're turned outwards and you're creating pressure off that instep of the, of the foot. And as he hops backwards, you can see how his hand resets from, from over top and he's going to come under underneath right here and to basically a double under. Um, so he resets his hand right here. And now from trying to push force against force, he's going to, your, your force is coming up. He's going to drop his weight back. And now he's lifting you, you upwards and he's creating pressure from his entire body and lifting you up. You're not going to go anywhere, um, which is what happens right here. And you're going to see him lift him up and just not basically not go anywhere. Um, and he, you know, he, he stays with the block. So really, really good block right there from, from Osemele. That's, that's a nice, that's a, that's a good play. So next play I have pancake. Um, all right. So another zone play for, for the Raiders. He, and he takes that, that zone step right here. Um, almost, it's almost like a, it's only, it's not an on step. It's it, we call it a, not even a lead step. It's a, it's a zone step. You see how they're all stepping with that left foot. You call it a zone step. Um, lead steps when you're leading towards the guy, which is, is not really happening. It's more of just that zone step because it's, it's, it's going more backwards. You almost, there's, there's drop steps, there's bucket steps, there's lead steps, there's on steps, there's zone steps. Um, this is a zone step to me. And you see how his hand, his hand gets a little bit high. And I think he's, he's, he's kind of leaning a little bit to this block. His hand gets a little bit too high. You can see it's literally on the helmet of the offensive of the uh, defensive lineman. It's one of those. It's one of those situations where he, yeah, he's leaning a little bit. Um, I see him his hips more over under him. You can see how he's a little bit like he's not on the he's not the best balance right here. Uh, but because of his power, and I'm not sure where that right arm is exactly. It's probably it's probably underneath the armpit. If Osemele is going to catch you trying to cross your feet, you see how his, you see that right foot plant, and his other foot's going to come over uh, come over. Your feet are crossed versus Semele. Even if he has bad bad technique in his hands, his hands are in the proper position. Uh, have fun trying to stand up versus that guy. So he finishes the block. Um, you know, sits on top of him right there. So uh, good block. That's just kind of showing his power. You don't want to. You don't want a guy like Osemele to catch you 
um, in a bad position. So this one I put another, another hands pancake. Let's see what this one is. Versus two technique. So I liked it. Even though, so I, I like this play as it's, a, it's an inside zone. And the thing I like about this play, and maybe I would like to see him take a little bit more of a step with that, with that outside foot, more of, a, more of a zone step, lead step. Um, or maybe maybe even more of an on step. Where an on step is basically just instead of like you kind of like you're stepping vertically with that outside foot. But I like how he's not necessarily taking a big step right here because his threat is not here. His threat is here. So you don't want to take too big of a step right here and then have Pecco shoot that a gap. So maybe a little bit more of a step instead of just just kind of opening up right here. But um, the thought of why he's not doing that is is, is good. You see him get his hands. He's, I don't, I'm not sure where his left arm is. His left arm looks like it's inside of his chest. And then you see how his right arm comes underneath and it comes into that armpit. And that's a good thing. That This is where length counts. If his arms were shorter right here, it's not going into the armpit or near the armpit. Um, so you could, you, you'd see him get that, that left arm inside. And then do you see how Pecco is – he has his hand inside of, of – um, of, uh, Assembly, and they both have relatively long arms. I think Peck, it, looks, it looks like Pecco at least has decently long arms. One arm is always longer than two, and because he's just using that long arm technique right here, um, kind of like as a defensive pillar uh, technique, he Assembly is not going to be able to necessarily get under him. So as he transitions and moves his body into that into that pillar or into that long arm right here, um, as a defensive lineman, like I said, one arm is always longer than two. So instead of keep trying to keep fighting to stay under that armpit, Osemele is going to reset his hands, take his arm from underneath, and he's going to trap that arm down, where uh, it's basically just a chop. You see right here, you call that a trap. And as he traps that, because a lot of his um, you know, weight is leaned into that hand right here, you can see uh, Pecco loses balance right here, and then Osemele is able to get his hands inside, and he drives them, drives them, drives them, drives them, finish that block. That's That's... I'm going to play that in full speed. That's a good block. Good, good adjustment. Like I said, could have been a little bit cleaner in some areas, especially with his, with his, at least with his first step. Um, but I like the reaching of the hands, the trap right there, gets into him, finishes the block, drives him all the way into the ground. Uh, damn good play from, from Osemele um, right there. So let's see what this play is. I said I just said Osemele hands, so I don't necessarily know what I'm, what I'm getting to in here. Yeah, this, like I said, this is one of the techniques you're going to see from – or I saw from him a lot. So I like how – you see how his hands – you see his hands right here? It's actually important, um, his hands. Now, maybe they're a little bit – maybe they're eh, – I can't really tell on his ankle. Uh, they're, they're fine. So they, they call those hands right there when they're, when they're nice and tight like that. You call those hands – his hands are on guard. Um, there's guys who when the ball is snapped, they put their hands out here, hands down to their waist, hands maybe a little bit too far wide. When your hands are nice inside, there's, there's guys who teach like different there's – there's different techniques. Just, they just want your hands nice and ready and active. Your hands are, are just – from a dead stopper here, they're not as ready. Where, where coaches like to have, see a nice little active hands. Um, some people like teach, you know, they roll a tennis ball in their drop set, or they, they, they flip, they flip the, the pancake or whatever they do, um, or they're just going to, you know, rumble like that. And you see a little bit of a rumble right here. Um, so his hands are nice and ready. I like that. And you see how his, his ins, even though his hands are a little bit late right here, his and I don't love the the inside punches. I like the outside punches more because listen, you're gonna punch outside. You're gonna keep working outside. You're just gonna get your hand under him. You're just gonna drive him outside. Where if you shoot that inside inside arm, and he is able to block that, your hips when you're when you're shooting your inside arm are naturally gonna open up to the outside. So you're kind of angling off, and you're and you're creating a bigger gap, you know, right here with those hips. You see how his hips angle off because he shoots that. You see right here. You don't. His hips are not square right here, so I like to see him work to keep his hips a little bit more square. 
but he does get his his arm underneath, and then you see that that uh, that clamp hand um, right there, and then number ninety nine goes to reset, which I believe is Wolf. Uh, then he drops his his uh, helmet into him, pushes him outside, and and you know takes him out of the play, and ends up in another uh, pancake more because he trips, but still um, overall, you know a, a decent play. Like I said, there's there's plays where they're, they're it's it's good technique. Um, I mean, sorry, bad technique, a good result, or maybe it's a, maybe it's bad, or you know, vice versa. Maybe it's good technique, but a bad result because of you know many different factors. But uh, getting into the next play, all right, let's see what this one is. Let's put assembly spelled wrong, tight elbows. Um, so they're again, they're running like an. Did I already? Okay, this is good. Um, so maybe he can cover a little bit more ground with that first step. Um, it's more of like, it's almost, it's, it's, it's more of a drop step instead of like a lead, a, a, a leader, a zone step. Um, and he gets his hands inside, which is, which is, you know, good. He might be, he might be bending a little bit at the waist right here. I would like to see his feet a little bit more under him. Like I said, I'm being picky. Um, I watch hundreds and hundreds of hours of film so that's, that's kind of what happens but i like how he's fighting right here and then right there how he gets underneath of him and he's the this is this is this is called defining the gap right here so the a gap you know right let's uh, pause it so it's not really like too defined right here there's not really a big area um so he's gonna help define that using circular force there's 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 you know force that's pushing there's there's like four types of force there's there's push there's pull there's lift and then there's circular, which is like turning, you know, turning your body, um, which he does right here. Uh, he gets underneath them, circular force, circular force, and he helps to find that gap uh, and, and gets Wolf completely out of the play. So nice play like that right there from him. Um, if we get this guy throughout the season, uh, it's a big, big upgrade from Carpenter. Like I said, there are some techniques I would like to see him clean up. And, you know, quite frankly, and I'm not just being a Homer Jets fan, the Jets have one of the um, you know higher one of the more higher regarded offensive line coaches in Frank Pollock in, you know in the league. So if he combines his if he stays healthy and he combines his size and 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 power um, with good technique, watch out. He like I said, I think he could get back to his his Pro Bowl form. Maybe not All Pro again, but Pro Bowl. When's the last time that the Jets have had an all like a Pro Bowl offensive lineman, Nick Mangold and whenever that was when Nick Mangle was still good. Uh, obviously the last two years, Mangle struggled a lot. The Brigashaw Ferguson, uh, he struggled heavily, mightily his last two, three years of his career. And um, Ferguson was never a top flight left tackle. Uh, I know Jets fans might, you know, hate me for saying that, but like the guy said in the review, I do try to be truthful. He was always a really, really good pass blocker. He was like Beecham on steroids, like a really, really good pass blocker, really clean technique, but he's never a physically dominating guy. So he never dominated in the run game, but uh, regardless. So yeah, see how he gets tossed right here. And the reason he gets tossed is because he's not taking his feet on, you see, and, and his steps are big. So you see, watch his right foot. So the left, the left foot I'm okay with, you know, it, it lifts up. It's kind of, it's, it's almost, it doesn't really, you know, create any, or it doesn't really cover any ground, but it's, he's kind of just bracing down with that foot. But do you see the right foot, how big it's, it's a big, it's a bigger step where you want to see him. If you're going to attack, if you're going to attack the, uh, the number 99 right here, you know, listen, you don't, you don't have to open up completely right here. You know, just run your feet, get your hips in front of the gap. So I would see him work more vertically right here, run his feet, 
and then either, either, you know, you get them to your, with your body, that's fine. Or you can use like a, like a lever or use like a, like a cross shove, which cross shove is usually for offensive linemen where you're going to you know work a guy into a gap on a combo block, but you know, just, just cover the gap right here. Um, I was, like I said, a little bit cleaner footwork. I don't like the, the, the big open like that leaning into the block, um, run your feet and let them go outside. That's, that's, that's fine. So, um, where you could see that he, because of that, he, the guy uses his extension into like a pull arm over with like a little bit of, and then his arm is still on me, chops it right there. And he's able to get in on the tackle, which yeah, Marshawn wasn't going any farther on this play, but you still don't want to see that. So uh, that's feet right there. That's feet and leading into the block is, is why he's off balance where if he was on balance, his feet were under him um, instead of this. See what I'm saying right here? That's, that's, he's way, there's not enough knee bend right here. He's completely, all of his weight is into his hands, so not the not the best block from from Wasemily. Um, let's see the next one. Looks for block helps left tackle. Uh, all right, so um, front side, you have, the, you have the pin and pull right here. With these two guys, where instead of like a zone, where this he, if this was zone, he this right guard would be ninety percent uh, responsible for this. You call it, like I said, 90 percent responsible for the guy and the play side gap away. Uh, you know, towards the sorry, the the play side gap. Sorry. Um, so you have the right tackle who, who down blocks, and then the guard who is going to pull, and Osemele is on the back side of this play. He's just taking that. He's taking the steps to the to the play side, um, number fifty six or number yeah fifty six, who I know is a defensive lineman for them, obviously, uh, as the you know call him a one tech. Let's see here. Yeah, so I like how he doesn't leave that block um, too quickly because obviously you know he's stepping he's stepping to the play side. Uh, the guy is you know on the play side of him, so he's in, he's in a step inside. And I like how he gets his hands on him here. Instead of just leaving to go to the second level, he is assisting the the uh, the left tackle to to be able to you know to at least get a hand on him, and then he's going to work up to the second level. Not not nothing great right here, but you can see him like I said, help him, and then he gets to the second level number uh, forty or number fifty two right here. He does come in and and, and, he, and he trucks uh, he trucks him over. He, he you know another pancake for him, and then he drops <laughs> just drops his weight on him right there. That's that is not fun for anybody to get a three hundred plus pound man just drop his weight on you like that. So a good play. There's gonna be some plays that are a little bit less um, you know crazy in this review, but it's all necessary to show, um, at least in my opinion, especially for a guy who's a pro ball pro all pro level player. Where like I said, Winters I had recorded seventy one plays. I, I I have to delete some. People are gonna lose interest probably in this in this review after 30 plays but i'm gonna go all the way to 50 if i do 70 plays in winters uh people are not gonna love that so all right so they are running a lead zone and you could see i'm not sure what his right foot is doing here uh it doesn't look like it's moved so he, he he's taking like a brace step right here where he's oops sorry He's just bracing down, so like that brace step, and they're using a you know a ricochet technique, not a ricochet technique, sorry, a crowler technique, where they're both going to get their bodies into him, and then you're going to see Osemele right here. He's he's he extends and he uses like a cr cross shove. You see how his hips are staying square to the line of scrimmage, 
or they're fighting and they spread to the line of scrimmage. He's using his arms, which is like lever. You're talking about like a, he, he, at first they, they crowler, then he uses a lever and then like cross shove. You see how he's shoving him and he's trying to let, um, you know, the, the center right here, get in front of him and, and cover that gap. So, uh, good block or good attempted block. And he comes off at the perfect time right here. So you can see him use his length comes, comes off of that block and drops his helmet into 52 and, you know, drives him, drives him, drives him. He, you know, he, he does his job. The, the rest of the offensive line doesn't necessarily do all of their jobs, but um, good job with that brace foot. Like I said, getting into him using, using the lever, um, which is actually, it's, it's not even really, it's actually not the best example of a crowler. So erase that from your mind, but it, it's actually more of using uh, the lever, the lever technique um instead but a good block from him right there let's go to play number 20 we are about two-fifths the way through so um 40 percent done let's see here next play yeah he expected bull in this play that's that's for sure so you can see him he goes a drop into his into his pass set you see that kick foot right there where it's like drive catch and then and then you have the you're gonna have the kick slide and assembly sees the number 97 right here which I, is that is that akeem spence i could be wrong on players names sometimes they're, they're knowing everybody's numbers from our, uh, every other team is not as it's not very easy unless i'm not going to look all, up all these players while i'm doing the show which the show will take me seven hours to record for two hours of content so you see that technique that he frequently does right hand shoots inside gets inside and the left hand comes from you know underneath and comes to the shoulder pad but as that's happening, you see him drop his – see, this right here is important. Um, as he's expecting that bull rush, you want to you wanna hop backwards, and you're hopping backwards, like I said, to, to create um, more force, and, and, and you want to be linear, where obviously if you're blocking, try to try to push a car while standing up straight or push a car while your, your feet are really under you. So he's expecting that hops back, pressure off the insteps, and just, and just works and works and works. And you can see him as his uh, – his right hand isn't in good position anymore. You can see it come underneath again right here, and he gets help, but good job anchoring down right there. Um, burst that block for Osemele. All right, now we're going to see an example of uh, – oops, wrong play. First play 21. So I think this is an example of him not – he needs to get hip in front of gap, so cover the – you want to, like I said, cover that play side. Yeah, see, this is not – see – the right foot's okay, but you see that left foot's a that's a big that's a big step right there. You don't want to see big steps offensive linemen. So if you're trying to if you're just trying to you know seal that or just you know kind of yeah seal that backside uh two eye tech to the to the backside or just block them to the backside instead of taking big steps like this, you you want to get your hips in front of the gap. So you see you see what I'm saying how his hips are are not in front of the gap right here when he comes into the block you really want to get your hips around in front of them. So, you know, that first step is okay, but you need to have, you need them work more horizontally here, you know, shuffle, 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 and then come up. You don't want to see one step and then try to fight up to, to, he's too aggressive at an angle right here. Just trying to come up, gain some ground horizontally, then come up and just cover that play side gap. You don't really need to move this guy. You just need to get in front of him. So um, not the best hands here either. You see how they come from really, really wide, you know, get you know take take that take that uh you know that step to the right gain some ground vertical or horizontally and then vertically you can just cut off block them um you can you can ass block them you know with a back block 
not a back block, but like an, an, an ass block. I forget the, the terminology is right now. Like I said, blanking out on some, some terminology at times. But, uh, you know, ass block him, just get in front of him, cut off block him, uh, whatever. But he needs, to cover the, he needs to cover the gap right here. So this is two big, two big steps. Uh, he needs to be a little bit more conservative right here. And because of that, now his hips, where, where if he worked more uh, horizontally and vertically, were more, you know, kind of uh, just on a smarter angle, basically, his hips would be in front of him. His hips would be under his arms. He would have his full body into the block. But because he doesn't, now his hands are more working. You see his hips are pointed this way. Now his hands are more working against this defensive lineman who's trying to scrape over top. So now he's fighting with like half of his body. Um, and the defensive lineman is able to shed him and then get him on the tackle. So he needs to do a better job of uh, – covering the gap as uh, as we call it so next play he pancakes alonzo which is always good because i hate alonzo i think he's a dirty prick <laughs> um to be honest so you have the deuce block right here uh the 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 play side uh play side guard and the play side tackle Yeah, good timing right here from from sorry, sorry for those. I'm watching the play as you guys are you guys are watching it for the most part. So I have to kind of watch what I'm what I'm or look at what I'm seeing and then talk before I'm not just gonna randomly say stuff. So um, more of like a crowd technique here, where they're getting more of their bodies and shoulders into them instead of using their arms. But I do like how he he does get his shoulder and his arm onto the onto the three tech right here. But as he's doing that, you see how his eyes. This is good right here. So his eyes are on the second level. His, his hips are still square. So hips are square for the most part, eyes in the second level. And he's not, his full body's onto the block. When you're doing like that, that ricochet, or not the ricochet, sorry, the, the crowler, you want to keep half your body clean if you are the, the high leg. And he is the high leg right here. So the high leg, which this step, I like to see it more into. I like to see it more split the defensive lineman instead of kind of, it takes, it, it, it's kind of messy footwork right here. You see how his foot comes sideways right there or comes to the side of him, you want to see it more split him. So you want to be the high leg. The guy who's going to come off on the combo block is the high leg. So the, the high leg typically is going to come um, create that first point of contact with the defensive lineman, usually keep it outside shoulder free or the inside shoulder free, depending on what the linebacker is that they're working to. And then the other offensive lineman is the, is the post guy. So you have the high leg, the post. Sorry, you have the, you have the high leg and you have the post. So the high leg usually creates that contact with half of his body free. The post usually works, you know, underneath of him and tries to cover that gap. So he is the high leg over here. Like I said, a little bit cleaner feet would be necessary, uh, but he does keep his, his, his hips square um, and almost his shoulders for the most part. Keeps his eyes in, that, in the second level, comes off with good timing, and his hands aren't in the best place, but uh, he does have a strong grip right here. You can see how his hand gets on the sh onto the shoulders, and uh, Alonzo tries to sh uh, shed him right here with, a, that, with that horizontal step into a uh basically just a pull and he just gets folded <laughs> which is oh i'll play it in full speed right here so you can see the, the full thing so like i said there's some things i'm going to um kind of you know maybe not pick apart but criticize with technique but overall still is a good play he still folds over kiko alonzo so there's from for the most snap of everybody there's going to be some things you're going to be able to clean up on unless you're like an elite level player like Aaron Donald, Le'Veon Bell, Odell Beckham type players. It's hard to criticize them at times. So so you have a I you have I formation left and they're running a weak mid zone 
a weak, or, sorry, a, a lead zone, a weak lead zone out of eye formation, eye formation left. Um, the left just comes from where the strength is, the eye, form, eye formation, um, unless it's like an open eye formation, but typical eye formation, you just have, you have a tight end um, on either side. So if it's the left side, it's eye formation left. If it's eye formation right, it's eye formation right. Um, then you get into that. And that's just typically with the 21 personnel that eye formation, you know, on the very general um, aspect is. So you're, you're, you can call it left or right. And then if this fullback is offset right here, you know, to the left side, or to the right side, you call, you're going to call him weak or strong. So if he was offset here, you're going to call, you're going to call this eye formation or eye formation left strong. The strong comes from where the fullback is. Um, now, if he was to the weak side, you'd call it eye formation left weak, which tells the, the fullback to be on the, on the weak side in that B gap. So, but obviously there's different terminology. That's how I know it. So um, lead zone weak and I would like to, well, I'd like to see the center help assembly here because um, they're, they're going to crack block 51. The, the zone is, I mean, actually this might be, we call this lead zone. I call it Mike zone. They're working number 53 here. Every, everybody but the fullback is ignoring 53. So 53 exists and nobody on the offensive line, but the fullback um, on this play. So the center is going to work to the, to the backside linebacker right here. So he has plenty of time to, to get to 58. So he definitely needs the help assembly right here. Um, even just with that, with that, you know, with that hand right here, just get one arm into him, uh, help assembly win that play side, but he doesn't, but assembly doesn't have the best footwork right here, where if you're going to try to block a, a, a one tech and you're working to your, to your, you know, to the play side against a one tech and you're a guard, you don't want to see this, the, this footwork right here. You see how his right foot, is actually going backwards. You're going to want to see more of a, a scooch technique, which I'll show a scooch technique, and maybe this is what, what Cable was teaching them, but a scooch technique is basically you're going to drop both of your feet. So you're going to have this right foot drop back, um, and then you're going to have the, the left foot drop back. And a lot of people are like, okay, well, how are you going to block guy if you're losing ground? I've said it before, you have to lose ground to gain ground. So if he loses ground vertically, he's able to gain that, that ground horizontally, then fight vertically. But when you're just trying to open up and block a guy, your hips are never going to, your hips never have a chance to cover this where if his steps were more backwards and then he came underneath, like almost like a, like a mini, like J or U, um, that's where you're supposed to block this. So I like to see his scooch technique right here instead of uh, the, the footwork that he has with that, like that drop step right there. So um, not the best footwork, not the, not, not good help from the, the center um, as well. So you can dig them both on that play for sure. Um, this is a play where, okay, that's, that is his fault, but obviously if the center helped him more, uh, it, it would have cleaned it up a little bit from him. So it, it definitely doesn't matter having obviously good offensive linemen around him. It's one big cohesive unit and chemistry matters. All the stuff matters because it, they, are, they are on like one line together. They, they really need to be in sync with each other. Um, so this play, and now we're, we're starting to see more of the, of the bad technique from him. So this hop, you see, how, you see what I'm saying with the big steps? You see this big step right here? Um, he is, he, he does drop his post right here, but right here, oh, let me play it again from the beginning right here. Instead of these, instead of these two big, big steps, if he's outside, he one, one jump set, um, you know, step up or, or they call it like an up kick. If he is this close to you an up kick, so this is your kick foot and this is your post An up kick is you just switch it right, right at the snap, basically. So your, your left foot right here in assembly's case, is just going to step right towards the, the three tech and, just, and he's just going to shoot up and they call that an up kick. Um, or, or root down or foot fire, do something. But the, the, the feet right here being as big as they are, um, and you see that hop, 
you do not want that. So he needs to, like I said, he needs to root his feet down right here. And because of that, you know, the, the defensive line, which I believe is Miles Garrett, um, is now only working against a half man. And he's able to, to club his shoulder right here and then kind of wipe down and assembly falls on his ass because of that hop. He's leaning, he's leaning, he has to lean into the block right here. And he's not, and he's not able to block Garrett. So he needs to just have more f- active fear here. This is not, this is not great footwork um, from the start here. So foot fire, root down, something. Can't be that, though. That's, that is for sure. So play 25 um, with his fake punch that he does. This is, this is a good rep, um, I believe. So it has, it, it's most likely going to be a good punch. Yeah, that's good. So you're watching him. And this, is the, this was the best angle to get it. Obviously, most of the angles I'm going to be getting are from the are, – are, you know – um, for that bird's eye view, or not the bird's eye view, right, right behind the quarterback or, you know, um, behind the defense, which gives you more of a straight line view. But this one, because it's – I wanted to show the fake punch right here. You see how he, how he drops back into his kick step? Not the most active feet. Even if you are going to root down, your feet need to still, they need to be running um, to be able to react. So the fake punch, and you see how the, the defensive line, which I, it looks like it might be Garrett again, reacts to that fake punch. And then Osemele comes underneath, so fake punch under and with that clamp right there. So he comes under and with the clamp, he gets into him, and he completely shuts that rush down. So really nice nice hand right there. I would see that more, that, that fake punch right there um, from, from Osemele, like I said, which, which really throws that defensive lineman off, whoever it may be. Even though, like I said, it does look like Garrett. Um, next play, kills late blitz. You're about halfway through um, this review. And like I said, I, I actually appreciate a lot of the, the – the, uh, Kind of the feedback we got from last week, like uh, Joseph's, you know, his favorite show and all this stuff. There might have been one of his favorite shows. And I understand, like, you really have to get into the nitty gritty and love film to to be really super into all the film. But if you want to learn about, about the players, like people have been running reviews about, this is the the best spot for it because we talk film, we talk drop steps, lead steps, on step, kick steps, all this different stuff that nobody else really talks about or nobody talks about, especially for the Jets. There are other film guys like Eric Turner from the Bills, but or uh, whoever else. There's guys who break down film, but none for the Jets. If you want to learn about your team instead of just hearing people say, oh, you know, <laughs> some of the opinions I've heard, like uh, Marcus May had a better rookie year than Darnold, or, you know, Claiborne's a top 10 press corner two years ago, whatever. Like, that, that's, all that stuff is just, it's going to be dispelled on this. Um, big guys from big podcasts. I, it, honestly, it might have been the MMQB podcast where they're saying that, uh, you know, Avery Williamson's the bigger is, is the is the more athletic coverage guy. Why Mosley is the more uh, the the slower, uh, more power type guy. Which is which, regardless of you know, I might disagree with a guy on film about a certain trait that a guy has or a weakness, but that is just not true. That, that in no way is that true if you watch film. Um, so uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna break it apart a little bit. We're gonna start doing more mailbags. I'm gonna do like a couple film shows in a row, maybe three or four. Throw in a mailbag. Throw in a superlative, superlative show. Throw in whatever. I'm going to throw in some more of that type stuff because people will get a good response. I do, I do want a couple more shows here and there to break apart film, uh, break apart the film type shows, even if it's a mailbag, which I know we'll get plenty of questions for because uh, people listen to the show, people are interacting with me on Twitter. You guys are honestly great. Um, the, the, the podcast, you know, it started from, from nothing. Uh, obviously, I'm on TOJ, but we started with zero listeners because nobody knew about it. And uh, it's been growing uh, steadily. So I appreciate everybody for that. And we're, I'm excited for the season to break down all the film of the season with you guys. So, um. You have you have the center over sliding in that in that in that gap protection. Assembly knows he has help inside from from sixty one right here, so he passes him off, and then he sees that the uh, corner right here. Where they're, 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 what they're trying to do with this def, with this defensive line, this defensive front right here is they're trying to 
pull Osemele inside tight to the to the offensive uh, to the center. So they're, they're they're hoping that this would do it. If that doesn't do it, then this stand up outside linebacker is going to do it and and pull him right into um, the center. This number number twenty one right here, which I believe is is that Peppers. I'm not sure. Peppers is going to pull the left tackle, so they're going to leave a big gap through the B gap, which it almost turns out to be. Um, but Osemele does get his eyes out. Do you see his eyes stay outside as he as he's passing off? Um, you know, uh, number ninety five, which might be Garrett again, and he's going to kill that late blitz. <laughs> now he does this because he keeps his eyes outside, and he and he and he drops. You see, how he's going to drop that step, that outside step right there. Drops it deep and just leans into him and just basically clotheslines him, which is fine. Um, so good job right there killing that blitz. And then the uh, car is able to get the, the completion right there to number 80, um, which might be Seth Roberts. I don't know. So next play, I put strong hands. Okay. Yeah, that gets locked down. Um, so again, the, the the feet are a little bit too inactive for me. I would like to see more active feet. And you can see what I what I'm saying about he actually just throws that fake punch at first, but he's angling his hips off a little bit too much. I would like to see his hips stay more square to the line of scrimmage right here, and then use your arms against him. He's gonna go outside, let him go outside. You have your arms there. You, you drop you could you drop that kick step a little bit. Um, if he starts to to run up the field, then you just push him up the arc. Um, but so I don't love the hips right here, but I do like how fake punch and he comes under you see that fake punch then he comes under into the chest right here drops his drops the uh, his anchor right here pressure off the insteps maybe he could be a little bit more in front of himself but it is okay and his hands are now locked on to uh to number 93 right here and 93 does not go anywhere when his hands locked on you there there's not many places you're going because his hands are are ridiculously strong i mean it consistently shows that on film all right, we're going to have a few good plays um, of Assembly, and then we're going to start getting to a, the Chargers game, which he struggled a decent amount. But you can see like some of the obviously really good plays and really bad plays. Oops, sorry, I already played that. So go to the next play. It's play 28. Uh, back block. So you can call this – people call this down block, uh, blocking back, um, whatever you want to call it. I usually refer to the down blocks on the play side and, and, and back blocks on the on – the, uh, linemen who are on the backside of the play, but we'll, we'll call, we're going to call this down block. So see a little bit of that, like that drop step, lead step right here from Osemele um, as the, the zero tech um, is going to try to work against the center, but the center is also, he's, he's attempting to, to uh, down block as well, or back block, or block back. Osemele gets low. And you always, like I said, when you're attacking, when you're, Offensive lineman, you're attacking guys from you know horizontally. You want to attack hips for the most part. You're gonna move guys' hips, their trunk, their base. Uh, you're not gonna be able to just move them from from the from the top. So attacks his hips right here and puts his head down. Drive, 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 drive right to the ground. So good job right there, attacking the hips and, and driving to see some of the the strength that he that he has. Next play, finish block. I remember this play. This shows off some of the. Um, oh, let me pull up on the screen before I. Do that. I think I, I haven't had a slip up a lot, or I haven't had a slip up in a little while, in terms of um, playing a play while I'm talking about it and not showing it to you guys. So it's gonna happen soon because I just said that. But um, Raiders run looks like an inside zone. 
zone, zone, zone. Yeah, in, inside zone, let's call it. And Osemele just – he gets right to the second level. Um, I don't know if this is by design. I would like to see him help the center right there more. Uh, whether that be with like a – with a, I would like to see him with a ricochet right here. Move that guy inside, help him, and then and then help uh, – and then get to the second level. But I'm not sure how they're being taught. That's the biggest problem. Um, but he shows off some of his athleticism getting to the second level right here um, onto this onto the safety. And you can see some nice active feet right here. He keeps running his feet, runs his feet, runs his feet, gets his hands um, underneath, and, and just keeps working. And see how he blocks through the whistle? See how pretty much everybody's done right here? Minus uh, Osemele in number, what is it, 86 or 66, whatever that is, right, whoever that is right there. So I, li I like how he finishes the block right there. Shows a little bit of athleticism in the open field that he does have for um, a man of, of his size. So Osemele, want him tight finish plays. Okay. So he's back. He's he's blocking down again, as a part of this um, counter OF that they run, and probably want to see him take a, a, a lead step. That's a, that's actually a little bit more towards the the defensive alignment instead of like like dropping back right there. So let's see a little bit more of an aggressive step than get under because you see how he. The defensive lineman tries to combat because he sees Osemele coming. He tries to use, he tries to get away from horizontally, and then he ends up reaching him a little bit. You see how he reaches him, where if this first step was more towards him, um, I think it'd have been a little bit more clean right there. But still a good play. And then at the end of it, he he drives him to the ground. So he he does end up getting his hands um, on him, strong grip, and there's drives him, drives him, drives him. So good play from. Osemele, uh for the most part, like I said, there's always a little bit you can clean up on most plays. Uh, minus elite type plays but every single play for the most part like i said so um yeah this is where you see the inactive feet so he's not really getting into a kick step right here but you see how his feet are super inactive right here one two one two you want to you want to see him have more active feet right here and more active hands too. So it's, you see how his hands are on guard right here, but they're not really doing anything. They they are on guard, but you want to see him shoot. You know you know chop those feet, shoot that outside arm in, into him um, while you're maintaining your integrity inside as well. But inactive feet, inactive hands, and he gets he gets double swiped into a rip, and he ends up you know he does push him off the arc, and uh, you know Carr is able to to scramble for a couple of yards, but he needs more active feet, more active hands here. This is when I thought he started looking injured. Like, like this game, maybe a little bit of the Browns game, but that just he doesn't look like this necessarily the same play right there. Like I said, the, the lack of aggression right there uh, leads to him kind of you know ending up on his face. So next play, I put late hands beat again. Um, his hands were just becoming – his feet, his hands were already inactive. But like this play, they just became super – like this, look at his feet. See what I'm saying? If you're watching, he takes one step and does not move his feet at all. His his hips are square, but his feet are not moving at all. You need your hips to to you know. I mean, your your feet need to be active. They can't just be completely planted into the ground. Um, it's like ver it's like working against a freaking you know a, a telephone pole with arms <laughs> at, at at the first you know, at the first point. So he needs to run his feet right here. His hands are um late right here. They're not really. He's he's allowing number ninety three right here to just chop him again, like a chop and a swipe, and another rip, 
and he takes him right into to car for a, to, for a sack. So way too inactive, especially the feet. The hands are a little bit more active, and you like to see that they're at least on guard right there. But they still don't shoot. His his feet are not running. Um, not a good block from from Osemele. And like I said, this is the later in the season where he's going to get ripped a lot more because he just was not nearly as good. And this is why his grade dropped um, a lot, a lot, a lot. And this is not necessarily an easy block for him right here versus, uh, you know, Melvin Gordon. I don't, Melvin Ingram. Sorry, I don't know, Melvin Gordon. Um, so what happens here is you see how he, he was going to, you see how he goes to shoot that inside hand. And because if he shoots with that inside hand, you see how his hips open. This is exactly what I was talking about. So um, before, which is a, this is a good example. So because of that hand, that hand shooting, his hips naturally open. Now it's going to be harder for him to, to, to work back inside because his hips and his momentum is taking him outside when you're, when you're shooting like that. It just naturally happens. When you shoot your right hand, your hips open to the, to the, to the outside. And he gets swiped, and he's trying to drop his weight into him. But he gets spun right here because his, a lot of his momentum's outside. Now there's a big, big gap in the A gap right here because he opened his hips. Now he's leaning into the block because his hands got swiped. And he lets up a sack, a sack fumble. Um, and recovery for the for the Chargers right there. So that's because of the hands and the the feet that are a little bit inactive right here. Like I said, a little bit too big of steps. Not not the cleanest footwork. You like see really really active feet. Uh, I would stand up and show you a video, but I look really stupid if I showed you what I was what I was talking about. Um, let's see if anybody else does it better. Yeah. Okay. Even like, I, I know the I know the tackle is getting into a into a into a kick slide, but it shows his feet are active, more choppy steps. That's that's better feet than what Osemele has right there. So, um, but getting into next play on play thirty four. All right, play thirty four against the Cardinals. Let's see. Pancake lead zone. Yeah. Okay. So they're running a lead zone. Um, on this combo block on the on the backside, which is going to be a George combo block with the backside, um, which like I said the backside for just for people who keep uh, listening to learn. Uh, you have the Charlie, the George, the Tom, and there are more. There are even more definitions for different uh, combo blocks and who they're working to on certain plays that can get really really in depth there's like 50 different combo blocks but i i just keep it simple to combo blocks i'm not getting into all that stuff maybe one day i'll learn i'm um, exactly okay you're working to the will you're working to the to the mic or to the sam or to the safety whatever there's different combo blocks and then different plays within those as well so we'll keep it simple for now um combo block you can see how his he's He's keeping his hips relatively – his hips are relatively square right here, and he's using more of like that cross shove where you see he's just using his, his hands and he's shoving the guy over into the gap, which is like, like I said, using your length as lever um, in these combo blocks, and he's using like the cross shove uh, to get the um, defensive lineman or the, the left tackle in a more advantageous position to, to cover that gap. So he is the high leg right here. So like I said, high leg uh, usually initiates contact, tries to shove him over – while the postman works underneath um, of that of that uh, of that block, and then takes over as he covers the gap, so that's what it is. He's a high leg cross shove, and then he he peels off at the, at, a, at a good time, gets his hands onto the linebacker and drives him into the ground, and uh, gets a nice nice little pancake there. So there's still definitely some good plays um, mixed into some of the bad plays that he had um, much more frequently uh, towards the end of the season. So it's a good hit on second level. Yeah, that's another one. It's 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 pretty it's pretty similar. Um, 
where you have a leads, you know, another, uh, you know, lead zone right here where the Cardinals obviously have, you know, eight guys in the box. So, uh, and then you have the uh, Raiders running, you know, 22 I formation, uh, where like a, like a pair I formation. That's what I, that's what I call it. At least that's the terminology I think I use. There's some plays where there's so many formations where there's sometimes like blank. I have to like look back at my notes and stuff like that. But I, I call this a I formation pair. So you call this I formation pair, right? Um, and they run to the weak side, uh, a lead zone to the weak side. Osemele does a good job right here with that near step, first step, near step to that, uh, to, to the one tech. So he is the high leg. I said it's a high leg. He's literally the high leg, and this guy's gonna work underneath to cover him on this on this ace combo block. Um, helps him helps him cover the or helps the center cover that. Peels off at the right time, gets his you know ducks his head into him, gets his hand um, you know inside, and just drives the linebacker out. So good block by Osemele right there as well. Um, next play number play thirty six. Osemele pancakes. So this is gonna be pretty simple, I'm assuming, with a pancake. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, so they're 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 running they're running just they're running just. Uh, I can't really tell because the. The it lo it looks like they're so they're they're going to run counter OF but the the fullback slips right here because he's kicking out and if Osemele is coming if he's pulling across a formation and you're the email and you're just standing in there and you're gonna try to root down or anchor down versus Osemele who's running with full speed good freaking luck and you can see what happens to number forty four right there he gets absolutely trucked by uh by Osemele that's that's a that's a fun one to watch for sure uh don't want to do that he's he's a he's a mover um. Or I mean, when he moves, you know, don't let's 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 not do that. So, um, let's see right here. This is where I talk about. Okay, so you have the you have the two I tech, and they're running to they're, they're running away from Osemi's side, so he's on the back side of the play. But what happens here is, like I said before, you want to lose that grant that that ground to cover that ground, whether it be whether you're just gonna you know take a step and then and then open up to the inside and try to cut off block them or you're literally putting your body in front or ass block them you're literally going to run in front of them and just block, block them with your back. Or if you're going to try to scooch technique, you need to do one of those three, uh, which scooch, like I said, you're going to drop both these both these feet. I'm not sure if he does it in this review. I know I have a couple plays of winner scooch techniquing uh, or using the scooch technique. And because he doesn't really cover that ground, and like I said, his hips are not covering the gap um, as the – all oh, the, the defensive lineman, you know, steps to the play side. Now he's not working against assembly. He's working right into the gap where assembly wants his hips to be here, not not his arms just to be here. So now he's working against like half a body, um, and he's he gets shed right here at the arm over, and he lets up, you know, tackle for loss right here. So he needs better footwork right there. And that's what I'm talking about like outside zone. Where outside zone, if you have guys in the play side gap, you know, um, in the play side gap, you're gonna have to move more. Like if you have like a three technique or a four eye, you have to move more outside zone. Where if it's you know inside zone, you're you're fighting more for the for the inside gaps. So you can just kind of push those guys out and try to you know uh, push or kick those guys out instead of trying to have to you know cut them off. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how they use him, what they really run a lot this year because the run game, which I, I hope I'm, I'm gonna ask the beat reporter to ask this question, but. What are they planning on? Like, and they're going to say, "Oh, well, you're, you're, we plan on running everything." But what's their what's their heavy? And they're not going to answer it. But what are they going to run primarily? Outside zone, inside zone, power gap, man traps, folds. What are they going to do? Because I'm I'm interested to see. Um, and who's going to? And if they can't answer that question, I'd like to know who's going to coordinate the the run game. Because Adam Gase 
didn't coordinate the run game in Miami for the most part. For, for, for I know they always brought in a run game coordinator. Last year was Eric Studesville, and they had a really good running game. I really liked uh, their run game. I said it when they hired Gase. I wish that um, you know I was hoping that they could bring in Eric Studesville, but uh, we're gonna have to see who coordinate coordinates that. Maybe it's Frank Pollock. I don't I don't necessarily know, but I'm interested to see what they're going to run and what they're gonna do. Um, you know, with a guy like like Osemi. So going into the next play, play number thirty-eight, we're rounding out the plays. We're getting a, we're about eighty percent done with this review. So yeah, so this is a this is a this is a quick passing play. So he so he is he is he's going to be more aggressive with his with his punch right here, um, and with his set. So, but the the thing about this is, listen, if it's a quick pass. Stay inside. The, the 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 quickest way for this defensive lineman to get to Carr is to beat him through the A gap. So I'd like to see more more of him him run his feet right here, root down. And if he's gonna try to beat you outside, you that's okay. You can react to that, but you don't want him to beat you outside. So I don't like how he immediately see how he immediately opens his hips right here. Like I was talking about, you want to stay square. So if he was going to take the, these lateral steps, stay square, use your arms, and and stay. You know, if, if he's gonna go outside. You could fight them off with your hands, you know, hand fight, do whatever, uh, with that straight punch, the, the underneath punch. It's not going to be double under unless he bulls. But keep your hips square and fight with your hands. But instead of, instead of that, he opens his hips up immediately. Um, and he's coming from – see, his hands are really low. See that? His hands are low and wide. Like I said, you want to see your hands – you see what I'm talking about like where before he was on guard where I was showing it where like you could you could basically roll a tennis ball or, ro- or rub a golf ball or like flip the patty like they call it. Um, if his hands were more ready right here, his hands would shoot. That's 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 the least amount of ground that you're gonna that you're gonna be fighting for or that you're gonna have to cover with your hands if your if your hands are here. Shoot, that's 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 quick. When your hands are down on your side like this, like he is right here, they're they're naturally come from wide instead of because it's an awkward angle with your shoulder to have to punch up from here. So. His hands are going to come from wide and late, and they're slow. So he, his hands are going to be more ready right here. Hands come from super, super wide. And because of that, number 93 is able to react. Club, arm over. And he's lucky that, that number 61 is, is, is there to help him right there. So uh, bad technique right there with the, with the, uh, the late and wide hands, as I, as I call them. Uh, this play I said overzealous ducks. This is one of the plays against Mosley. Yeah, it's against Mosley. Okay. Mosley, here's for all the Mosley. Mosley is not athletic. Okay. Um, so, yeah, a little bit overzealous right here. Um, he doesn't need the necessarily the best technique or to build up a lot of power to block a guy like Mosley. Mosley is athleticism. He uses athleticism to get away, smarts, technique. Every, he's a good freaking linebacker. But a little bit overzealous right here. You see the big steps? Look at the right foot. Big Big step right there. That's a, that's a couple of yards. You you don't want to see a, a foot go more than a couple of, of feet when you're stepping. Really short, choppy steps, short, choppy steps. For the most part, if you're try, trying to work to the second level, no. But when a guy is right pressing on the line of scrimmage in that B gap, um, you want to see more short, short, choppy steps. He's a little bit overzealous right here. You don't need to build up that momentum to, to, momentum to block Mosley. You just want to get your hands on him because you're you you almost have you know 80 pounds on the guy. So um, more active feet right here is something that's necessary for. Uh, for assembly, less big steps, and you don't want him duck into this block. He's how he ducks. He doesn't know where he's going right here. From 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 this moment on, he ducks his head, duck, 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 and he has no idea where he's going. Um, not good from from assembly right there. Let's see the next one, five oh six. I think I'm able to run through this, run through it a little bit faster than I normally would if I had a lot of time. But I want to get this show out because I have to. I'm at the jam shows down your guys' throats in the next couple of months before preseason. Uh, and the thing with the season is, you guys have to understand, and I like just like updating you guys and my mentality. 
the season, the film comes out on Friday or, or two or not Friday, sorry, Monday night or Tuesday. So for me to break, to, to watch that film, record it, break it down on Twitter and then put a show out shows are most likely going to be like Thursdays or Fridays. They're not going to be Wednesdays because I just don't, I, there's not enough time in my week. It's if I, if this is my full-time job, sure. I'd have a show on freaking Wednesday night, but if I'm, if the, if the film comes out on Tuesday, I work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's not a lot of time to break down the film, put it up and uh, do a show about it. So you have to deal with some of the shows that are going to be on Fridays or, or Thursdays, depending on my work schedule. So I'm going to apologize for that, but not really because you want to watch that. So if you want to watch the film and I'm not just going to do a half-ass effort and watch, you know, just put up 10 plays. So um, let's see here. Uh, good hands left. Let's see. Yeah, it's more of that fake punch. You see how we fake punch right there the offensive the offensive our defensive lineman goes to chop it he said chop with the inside hand of the defensive lineman then he resets it boom inside that's that's really really nice hands right there that's that's beautiful beautiful fake punch guy shoots his hand because of it resets his hand inside nice extension other i think the right arm comes from under and he and he and he holds him up right there he's not going anywhere so nice play i definitely like that one play 41 Strong hands, legs. Okay. Yeah. So he's taking. He just taking that, that that near step that uh, that lead step to the to the one tech right here. His right arm comes from under, so he's 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 doing that motion again where he's coming from under and over top with like that that clamp. So he's coming underneath clamp, and. Uh, from that point on, I like to see him, I like to see him get, work work his feet a little bit more right here. So he has the big these big steps again. So he's a little bit off balance. I like to see a little bit more active feet, but his hands are locked on you. You're really not going much of anywhere when he has his hands on you like that. It's just it's just not going to happen. So good block from Kalechi right there. All right, eleven plays left, and we are about to watch the worst game of Osamoy's uh, season late in the season against the Chiefs. He had a few plays mixed in here that were um, that were good, but he got dominated by Chris Jones this game. Um, and you can see what I'm talking about right here. This that motion from him, that wind up is you do not want you do not want somebody to, to come off the line of scrimmage. You want your hands to come up. Um, you do not want your hands to load up like this. This is what I call like loading up. He loads up his hands. This is not good. Look how exposed his chest is right here. Leaning into it. Chest completely exposed right here. All you have to do is step sideways and throw a club right here. And every defensive lineman is going to do it. Step sideways, club, arm over, and Chris Jones, make, make, uh, does he make the tackle? He doesn't make the tackle, but that's because of uh, the center helped him. But way big, big look, how, look how big his right foot is too. I know 53 is blocking his right foot a little bit right here from what you can see on film, but huge step. Which the bigger the step, the, the the less time you're giving yourself to react. So you need to see short, choppy steps. Even if you're, even if he was going to try to do a, a scooch technique, this left foot would drop, would drop, would drop back, and then he would react to him coming inside. He would, he would drop that that post foot, and then react to it. But his feet are way too big right here. Uh, load up in the hands, just not a good play right there. And uh, Chris Jones beats him. It makes him look silly right here, or right there. Uh, this play again, he he gets he gets beat up bad by I believe it's it's Chris Jones again. Yeah, it's Chris Jones again, same type of thing. So his hands don't necessarily load up, but look at his right arm. Do you see his right arm? It's between his crotch as he's leaning into the block. So his hand is way too inactive. 
and he's leaning into the block again. And look at look at his right foot. Way too big of a step. I understand that the step, the big step, comes from him trying to to uh, to kind of it, it, it's reactionary because of how do I word this? It it wouldn't be as as big of a step if he wasn't to get clubbed an arm over. But initially, it's going to be too big anyway. It's it's too big. Look how high that comes up. You want to see short, choppy steps. Listen, and if you're if you're going to try to run inside a zone right here, his the, the running back can cut the B A gap. So if if he's going to stay outside, the running back will cut to the backside of you. If he's going to shoot inside, then the running back cuts to the outside of you. He's he's reading this guy right here. So um, or let me see. He, yeah, he's he's reading Jones. So let him do what he wants, but just stay active feet. Come up, shoot your hands up. You can't, you can't be taking these big steps with your hand, you know, between your crotches. You're leaning into the blocks. A really, really bad technique right here from Osemele. And like I said, he just did not, he did not look this bad at, at the beginning of the season. So it was the injury. Um, and I have faith that he, that you know, full off season of wrestling. The Jets have one of the best medical steps. I said all the time. It's something I truly believe in. Um, and this is a play again where he almost gets beat by number 97 right here. So. The problem is so his feet are a little bit more active here, but they're still not very active. They're 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 too big, they're too they're too slow. Um and he ends up leaning into the block because of it. So his feet are they're, so they're inactive at the beginning, but the the, the inactivity in the feet actually come from here, where you see his how passive he is right here. You know, Cover the inside. You know, you know where Carr is. So he needs to he needs to fight inside right here, either with circular force. So you know, step up. You know, choppy steps, step up vertically, and and, and turn him to the outside or drive him to the outside. But his his feet are too inactive once he's engaged right here, uh, and it ends up you know it, it leads to him getting another club arm over and and Carr gets sacked because of it. It's you know I don't know if the number ninety seven gets a, gets a partial sack, half sack, or whatever, but he spins into the sack because of Osemele right here and. You know, the pocket was collapsing around him, but Osemele was a big part, um, you know, for that. So, not not good right there. Play 45 of 53. I'm chugging along right here. I'm definitely going to show up. Uh, like I said, leave a damn review. It takes a lot of work. I appreciate it. I'm not being a dick, but uh, it really does help. And I know you guys – I appreciate you guys, and uh, I think you guys like listening to the show and watching the show. So, do it if you can. I really appreciate it. Next play. Inactivity in the feet. They're a little bit more active. Yeah, they're actually they're they're relatively active. Um, I wouldn't like to see him go far so far outside right here. I'd like to see him more like you want to see that that outside foot split the guy. So I'd like to see him just either if you're gonna root down, root down right here or drop more vertically. But I don't I don't like him giving him this big of an e, uh, B, uh, sorry an a gap. So uh, goes a little bit too far far outside. But as he does, I like that he drops his post foot. You see how he drops the post foot. Now the now the post foot becomes a kick foot and the the outside foot becomes a post uh, foot. So good job right there. Resetting his feet, gets his hand underneath. And you see how his, his one arm is over top right here. As, as he's trying to anchor down that resets underneath. Boom. This is big right here. If he, if he just tried to work that hand, he has, he has that's not really a great point of contact. It's not going to do much to the defensive lineman, but as he's dropping that post foot, simultaneously he's resetting that that outside hand it comes from under right there right in the chest and now he's going to lift you lift you in circular force right here and um he's able to push him out of the pocket so so the the first phase is not is not good but him resetting his hands and dropping that post foot that's a, that's that's a, that's a good recovery right there from uh from assembly so 
let's see what I said right here. I want him in a phone booth pancake. Yeah, I said, go line, have fun. <laughs> if you can just lean his head into you and block you like this, where you're not, you know, you're not really going anywhere, and you're working in tight quarters. That's exactly what happens. Literally, just headbutts the guy, drives him. This is just pure power. There's really not much technique I'm talking about right here. His hands aren't really necessarily inside or anything like that. This is just man on man, and I'm going to move you the hell out of this gap, um, which it does turn out to be a play action. Um, but he gets he demolishes this guy right here. So he actually did demolish this guy so bad that he actually trips up the other guy too. Give him two pancakes right there. That's in one play. That's that's good. So said so passive with hands. And as I said, this is this was not him beginning the season. You see a lot of bad plays. See right here, where in the beginning of the season I was showing you know the the activity in the hands, the the, the hands rolling, and now they're coming up and loading up. And it's not necessarily the left arm. The left arm, he does that that half moon, that clamp. It's the right arm. You can see the you can see the elbow right here of the of the right arm. You see how it's so low. You see the elbow and then his forearm down. His hands is super low right here, and the defensive lineman's already engaged. So super inactive hands. Um, versus a guy in Chris Jones, you have to get your hands on this guy first. He's a powerful freaking dude. He's one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. You you can't rely on on a, a clamp or a half moon and your inside hand not getting on him. He's gonna beat you inside. Like he did, like this is the third or fourth time getting beat with a club arm over by Chris Jones. So he did not adjust well. Uh, he gets beat really really quickly right there um, by 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 Jones. Now moving into the uh, the Broncos game. I'm not sure if this is the last game, um, December 24th. So it might be week 16 of the season, but this is, uh, I said works feet and resets hands. And sorry if you, if you hear that like little kind of echo in the, in the mic at sometimes it's if I freaking check my phone and then I put it down and I always hear, it, um, or people have said that they hear that, but that, that's just me being a jerk and not be able, I'm not looking at my phone for three hours, uh, especially I get texts and calls and all this crap. So let's see. Um, he's rooting down right here. I don't, I'll just see more, you know, active hands right here. I, I, I what I would like to see uh, Frank Pollock teach Osemele or Osemele go back to. I would have to watch his other seasons. Right here, be be a little bit more aggressive. Right here, listen. If he's going to open up his chest like that, use that up kick and shoot him right in the chest. Right here, he has length right here. Bam, bam, and just drive him. So shoot with that outside hand, come under, come underneath and just drive him the hell out of that play. But so he's, he's a little bit passive here. I would like to see more outside shoots with that hand instead of consistently, you don't always have to come over top with that, with that half moon clamp punch that he does. Um, but he does see the bull rush coming, gets his hands inside and he does, you know, he, he, he drops his, his anchor back. He, he uh, hops backwards and then you're going to, does he reset his hand? Yeah, right here. So as, as the defensive lineman tries to come back inside, his hand on the top is not really very effective at, at this point. So he's going to then reset his hand, come underneath right here, right into the ribs, and then he's going to you know use that circular force and just push him right out of the place. So um, some good, some bad. Like, that, like I said, that was good, but I would like to see him change up his technique a little bit more. Um, I would like to see more outside punches, confuse some guys. I think at a certain point in the season, you know, guys like Chris Jones started figuring out, okay, he's going to shoot with his inside hand. If you defeat that inside hand, you, you chop that down, you club him, you swipe him. Um, you do, you know, whatever to that hand, then that, that other hand is coming so late and over top that he's, that his hands are kind of like clapping together. He really, you know, he doesn't have any point of contact with you. So he needs to mix it up a little bit more. I feel with his technique, um, right here again, uh, zone step. And this is just going to be, um, 
this is inside zone read. They're they're reading that that number forty eight right there. Maybe it's a actually it's it's an RPO with an inside zone. Um, so if this they're probably reading. It's hard to tell exactly where Carr's eyes are. He could be reading this linebacker. If this linebacker you know came inside, then this uh, this flat with that little rub route would be wide open. So if he came inside, this would be wide open. So he's probably reading a combination of this guy and this guy. So if if he put over top forty eight crash inside, he would take the ball right here. Um, car so it's like it's like a triple option with an RPO. Uh, there's three different options he can go to, and uh, but Osemi, regardless, Osemi, you see how he's leaning into the block right here. I can't necessarily see his feet, but he ends up leaning into the block. His his hips are not under his body. Um, most likely took big steps right here, leans into the block, club arm over. He he's getting abused by that club arm over late in the season, so needs to improve on that. Uh, we have four plays left. We're on play fifty now, so. Doesn't take feet with them. Like I said I don't. I'm fair. I'm not going to put up bad play or good plays for everybody. There's gonna be some plays I put up of Jamal Adams that you're gonna be like, oh wow, like I didn't. You know, I'm not just positive. Uh, there's some guys like I put up C.J. Mosley and Bell and Quinn Williams. Like, oh, he's put up a lot of positive crap. That's all there was. <laughs> like uh, Jamal Adams, he's injured. He's definitely very, 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 very good. He has some problems in the run game. Uh, he's an elite run defender, but when his issues do arise, it's because of his uh, being too aggressive in the run game. Um, and in pass coverage, he's solid. He's not elite in the pass game yet. He, he's definitely has some technique work to to do. Um, this is another play of him leaning. Do you see how he's leaning into the ball? You see how his, one, his hands, he, he snaps, he takes that lead step right here. Hands are low, leaning into the play um, against this three tech. What you want to see is come off the ball, really active feet, shoot from the hips and under them and drive with your, with your, with your feet. You, you can't see this, this like this lead step with like a mini lead step and his hand, you see, his, you see his right hand right here. He's blocking with his shoulders. I don't know what his injuries were, but he did not look the same. His hands are so passive right there with his feet, not coming with him, And he gets clubbed and he falls on his ass because he doesn't have a point of contact and he's leaning because he's not taking his feet into the block with him. Uh, happened a lot at the end of the season. It was frustrating to watch, but he was clearly injured. Um, I guess they played the Chiefs again. It was the last game in in Oakland? I think it was, right? So I guess this is the last game of the season. Um, better. This is like to see. Um, that, yeah, that drag hand as – hold on. Let me pause it. I'm getting a couple phone calls, so something's going on. But let me pause this. I'll be back in three seconds to uh, finish up this review. And that's why I don't answer my phone or – do anything like that during freaking show because it's just stupid, stupid crap. But let's finish it. So where was I at? I don't remember the play I was looking at. Um, okay, so he's assist. He's assisting the center right there. I like that. Listen, if 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 you're not gonna be blocking anybody, at least assist, assist your other offensive lineman. That hand helps. He sees number seventy-seven um, getting beat inside by Justin Houston. Boom! Drops his shoulder into him and gets a nice little. Tr- and you can see him get pumped up after this too. I believe. Plows him over. Plow or hammer, like I said, differentiate a little bit. I'll call this a plow. Truck and a little bit of excitement right there. You can see he's like definitely, definitely excited about this uh, this block at this point. So cool to see. I, I like a guy who's physical like that and likes to bring that physicality to the game. And he's excited when he does it. Second to last play against the Chiefs, week 17, I guess. Um. Yeah. Okay. So you have a, you have a you have a you have a pin and pull, the seventy seven. Like I said, it's the opposite rules of zone basically with the pin and pull front side. Uh, the back side's not pin and pinning, uh, pinning and pulling. 
uh, if the backside was pinning and pulling, then you'd have a pin and then you'd have 69 uh, do it as well. So it's just a frontside pin and pull. And you have 85 coming to crack block uh, number whoever that is, the, the inside linebacker. So he kicks out whoever that is. And you have two cracks. And then it's one-on-one safety versus Martin. You'd like to see him create something else here, but he doesn't. Um, but you see some athleticism right here from, from him. You have that. You see him open up right there. You have open pulls. You have skip pulls for the most part. This is, this is an open pull, open pull, open, where a skip is literally like you'd have this, come backwards with this, skip over, and then open. So there's skip pulls, open pulls. Um, nice little kick out right there from, from Assembly. Next play being the last play of the game or of the review. Not, well, I could, maybe in the game too. I don't know. So... And it's not a good one. This is another one where against Jones, the same we see he he got abused by Jones with the club arm overs. Um, why is this? Because of because his hands are look at the right hand again and leaning. So you need your feet to be under you. Chop your feet. Chop your feet. Chop your feet. Foot fire. We've talked about. We've talked about it this entire review. So. Um, inactive feet, not big, big steps, inactive hands. The, the right hand really never gets on and the left hand is coming from his knees, you know? So that's why it gets beat. If you're not going to get a point of contact on Chris Jones before he's going to club you and, you know, having your feet into the block, have fun. Um, the run back gets away, but bad block from him right there. So that is the review. Um, just for the like the, the end of the show, housekeeping, Joe RB31 on Twitter just posted 150 or 151 plays on Sam Darnold, just did uh, Adams. And for the new listeners, I know there's definitely new listeners. I've done plenty of other shows on other guys. Adam Gase's offense, um, Greg Williams' defense. We have reviews on uh, now Clutchio Assembly and obviously Le'Veon Bell and Mosley and Crowder and Quinton Williams. And if you're interested in other draft prospects, we have Brian Burns and Ed Oliver and a bunch of guys. So go through the archives. There's the film never dies. There's like, it's not like a story on, Oh, well, you know, is Michael Cannon going to be fired? You're not going to listen to a show from that from April. Um, but film, it, it always stands. If you want to watch those guys and go back, it, it's the same guys talking about the same stuff. So uh, go back and watch that. Follow me on Twitter, uh, Patreon. If you can, dollar a month i'm fine with that or even just one donation of five bucks and then cancel the membership uh i really really appreciate like i said it helps a lot reviews you guys killed it this week with the reviews if if you're thinking about it please do it uh there's a guy i said the one guy said it was he likes to share so much that he he went on to his wife's phone to write a review it's kind of stupid that you can only write reviews on an apple phone like you can't do it on an android so probably maybe there's plenty of people who try to do it on android but steal an iphone from your from your kid from your wife from your cousin and write a review or just leave a five-star rating uh you guys are killing them with that we'll do a mailbag soon like i say if you have any questions uh blue at joe toj um and if there are still listeners who are you know didn't click off yet uh big congratulations to marcus coleman he had a win in your in-game uh, on Saturday night with the Tuscan Sugar Skulls. He won uh, in a close game. I think it's like 55 to 50. He won. He's in the playoffs. Uh, and Marcus Coleman is, like I said, an, an ex-defensive back. The Jets got three picks in the Monday Night Miracle game. If you are a new listener, he's our co-host. We don't have him in the offseason. We probably won't have him in the offseason from what it's going to be like from now on. You'd think that he is, he's, a, he's a coach and a GM of a team. He's like, one, he's like what Adam Gase wants to be, basically, for the, for the Tuscan Sugar Souls. So he's going to be busy in the offseason. I think what's going to turn into is Marcus does 21 weeks of the year, um, maybe a little bit of playoff time. 
So we talk about playoffs. So maybe he'll do like half the year back. Maybe we can get him 26 of the 52 weeks um, where he's going to do preseason with us. He's going to talk about the regular season with us. And then he'll talk a little bit about the playoffs. So he is a, he is my co-host. Uh, so wish him luck if you can watch. If you're bored, look up the Tuscan Sugar Skulls and watch his playoff game. That'd be pretty cool to see Marcus win. Uh, I don't know if they call it a Super Bowl or whatever it is, but to see him make a playoff run would be pretty cool. He's obviously a really good dude, so do that. Congratulations to him. And uh, I'll see you guys in a couple of days with a review on Brian Poole. Then we got Ty Montgomery, and then we have big uh, a big Sam Donald show coming, which is probably going to be two shows or maybe even three shows. It's probably like three shows of 50 plays each. We'll break it up like an hour and a half show. So we'll have, we're going to have like four and a half hours of film on Sam Donald. So uh, looking forward to that. Thank you, everybody, and we'll see you soon.